Welcome to the Ashes into Beauty podcast with your host, Stephanie Marie Laswell, Divorce Concierge at The Divorce Life. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today. I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. And I have two guests in the room. We've never done this one before, so I am excited to get started. And today we are talking about divorce real estate, how it is different from a traditional transaction. And I have two experts with me because it takes a team to get through a real estate transaction. Am I right? Amen. Yes. (laughs) So um, you've heard from these two ladies before on the podcast. I have Erica, my favorite divorcing lender, and I have Blythe, my favorite insurance gal. And today we're just going to talk to you a little bit about some things to be aware of when you're going through a divorce transaction um, and conversations to kind of have before you even get into the middle of it so that you can be prepared and make sure that you're making an informed decision about whether or not you want to keep the house because a lot of times keeping the house is a emotional decision that we are making and we want to make sure that we um, can actually afford the house um, when we are awarded it in the decree. So with that, we want to always go first to our lender. And so Erica is going to kick us off with some things that we need to be aware of. Yes. So one of the big pieces of a mortgage is your credit. And I think that's one of the things that can really um, be a big factor on what you can do after the divorce is finalized. So I always recommend for the clients that are in the beginning stages or even once the divorce is finalized to go on to all three credit bureaus and freeze your credit. So by freezing your credit, anytime a credit inquiry has been made on your credit, you have to be contacted or they cannot, you know, move forward with the process of giving you a loan. And if the soon-to-be ex-spouse is trying to obtain credit in your name, putting that credit freeze is going to be a huge benefit for you. So that's the first thing I would recommend. Uh, The second thing I would say is getting all three of your credit bureaus, uh, the credit reports from annualcreditreport.com. It's completely free, and you can go through each trade line, make sure you know what's reporting to your credit. If there are any open accounts out there that you're unaware of or the soon-to-be ex-spouse opened something jointly that you had no idea about. So that's, that's going to be a huge factor going into the divorce before everything is finalized. Like uncovering all that information before yes. you even start to think or settle in your head, like, I'm going to keep the house. Like, exactly. Yeah. Because the big thing about it is um, with your credit, a divorce decree does not supersede prior contracts mm-hmm. for accounts. So let's say the divorce is finalized and ex-spouse is supposed to pay this credit card, this car loan. So you feel, OK, I'm no longer obligated on that. The decree says that they have to pay it. Well, if they stop paying that or paying it late, it's still going to affect your credit. Those items will be reported to your credit. Yeah. So the only way to get away from that or what what was the term that you came up with? It was really good. Oh, shoot. No, I can't think of what it was. Uh, financial um, freedom. Financial, yes, financial freedom, freedom from your ex. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you have to get them to refinance you completely off of that account. That way you no longer have any legal responsibility on those accounts. Yeah, all of those accounts, not just like 
your mortgage. Right. Mortgage, yeah. make sure that it doesn't result in foreclosure, cars, mm-hmm. repossessions, late payments on credit cards or defaults. There's so many things that can go awry after the divorce. You just want to make sure that you're your best advocate and protecting yourself in every way possible with your credit. Yeah. And making sure that you're checking those statements, make sure those payments are getting paid because a lot of times that is where people are like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to get you and I'm just not going to pay. Or, you know, you think that they're taking care of it and they're being responsible, but really if anything is in your name, you need to step up and do the due diligence to make sure that your payments are being received on time. And you can even add yourself as somebody who can be contacted if the payment isn't made on time. Um, So if you're in a situation where you're working on getting some of that off of, you know, as you're refinancing, as you're paying down a car loan or things like that, because sometimes the divorce is final and you have some time to -hmm. do that. Um, So you can call and say, hey, I just want to add myself add my contact information onto this so that if there is a problem with the payment, you get a call mm-hmm. before it hits that 30 day mark and starts mm-hmm. reporting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so huge to correct, to, well, to protect your credit score because it affects everything. It does. And trying to be proactive about it up front, it is going to be a lot of work, but it's a lot less work than trying to go back and clean mm-hmm. up after the yeah, fact. For sure. And there's also another big report (laughs) that a lot of us don't know about, which I didn't find out about until after my divorce. But Blythe is going to talk to us about that one. So there is something in insurance called your clue report. Um, And basically what your clue report does, it reports any catastrophic losses um, that come through on underwriting when you're taking out insurance on your house. And this is important to know. It's something that I can run for you very easily. It's something your insurance agent should be able to run for you very easily just to check. But there have been instances where in a divorce situation, one spouse who's, you know, living at the house, even if they didn't get the house or whatever happens, they file a claim on, say, roof damage. And then they get a check from their insurance company and they pocket that check and then A year later, there's a storm and you go to have your roof replaced and they're like, well, you just you got a new roof last year. We're denying the claim. And the homeowner goes, "Um, I did not get a new roof last year. (laughs) And so by pulling that in when you are going through a divorce, you can kind of avoid that really nasty surprise that you don't want. Um, And it's insurance fraud, which is not good. Um, And it also just protects you to know what's out there, what's on your report, um, if there has been fraudulent activity, because that follows you around. um, Even if you move into a new house, it still pulls in, it still affects your insurance score. And your insurance score is what insurance companies are basing all of the rates off of. Um, Credit is also a big factor on that. So you want to make sure that your credit is good. Um, You don't want to switch insurance companies every six months because that's another thing that they look at. So all of these are factors in helping you keep your rates lower, which can make your house affordable versus Mm -hmm. not. And if you have an asset, you want to protect it. Um, The one other thing to say, and, you know, we can go into a lot more details. I love insurance. Um, But a lot more. uh, one, One other thing to know is you cannot insure something you don't own. So if you're but 
on the flip side, if you still own something, even if your ex was awarded it in the divorce, you need to be named as a lost payee on your insurance policy. So if your ex gets the house, but your mortgage is still in your name for the next year while they have, you know, a year or two to refinance it or whatever the terms of your divorce are, you need to be named on that because you are still financially liable. Like Erica said, if they stop paying the mortgage or if there is a loss on the house, if there, you know, is a catastrophic lot loss due to a water pipe breaking or something and they choose not to get it fixed, then they're taking your asset mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are really important to know and to be aware of. And also don't take someone off of your insurance policy just to be spiteful. <laughs> Divorces can be a very hard process. It's an emotional process. Real estate in general is emotional. Mm-hmm. But if you go through and remove your ex, helpfully, <laughs> from, from your insurance, um, as as my ex at one point called and said, he, he helped me out by canceling that for me. I was like, cool, thank you. Wasn't as helpful as you thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but make sure that if you take somebody off, you let them know. Mm-hmm. And that's for auto insurance as well as homeowners, renters, whatever they were listed on. Um, if they still have an ownership stake in it, you can't take them off of that, no matter how much that stinks for you. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Don't be too eager. Right. Don't be too eager because then if they get in an accident and you're the one who canceled their policy without their knowledge, you're Mm. leaving them with a gap and you can be liable for that. And we don't want that. No. So protect yourself, protect your assets and make smart decisions. Don't make emotional Mm -hmm. choices that are going to impact you largely on the financial scale as you're going through a divorce. Right. That's why it's important to talk to a team of professionals that are going to help you wade through the emotional aspect of it and help you come to the table informed and with logical decisions um, so that you do uncover all these red flags prior to saying, this is what I want. And maybe the judge not caring about if your red flags have been (laughs) uncovered Or, I mean, in my case, um, I was dead set on keeping the house, um, like we do a lot, and I had just taken on a new job. I was switching careers, and I was moving from a paid position into entrepreneurship, but I had not been in my entrepreneurship role for two years, and so while I was awarded the home in the divorce decree, I had not prepared ahead of time to make sure that I actually qualified for the home. And can I please mention here that this was before I was a licensed realtor. Um, (laughs) So I was just making that emotional decision that I wanted to keep the family home for my kids. And I wanted to be in the home with my kids. And I was not making sure that I was prepared to take on the financial responsibility of what that home looked like or even the repairs that needed to be done. Um, And so thankfully in my situation, my parents stepped up, they co-signed for me and I was able to move on and get the house um, refinanced in my name and, you know, honor the divorce decree and all things worked out. But um, if that would have not been the case, then I would have had to sell the home. (laughs) And I was not given very much time. Erica was with me on that one um, to, you know, honor that divorce decree. So 
all that to say, it is important to have these conversations prior. That way you're uncovering things. And then where I come in is talking to your realtor about your current home, if you own a current home, um, and maybe some red flags that are there, some things that you need to uncover about the actual home. A lot of times when families are going through divorce, the home starts to deteriorate in, let's just say, TLC. And um, there's a lot of things that can happen in a home that you don't necessarily know about that can cause big problems for you later. Um, I'm going to use another example for myself. My pipes, I'm in a crawl space in my house, and my pipes are exposed. They are not um, insulated well, and they're just hanging. I guess they're supposed to be up against the bottom of the house and they're just hanging there. So typically my pipes freeze in the winter. That could be a big problem for me down the road. So if we can do something like uncovering these things prior to us asking to keep the home, making sure that we have a updated appraisal, making sure that we know what the market value of the home is and making sure these things are taken care of prior to going into mediation, prior into to having that divorce decree signed, then that might save thousands of dollars <laughs> that will come to you after the divorce is final and it's all on your plate because you wanted to keep the home. So there's lots of things that we can do. We just want to make sure that you are making informed decisions, taking the emotions out of it, making sure that you're prepared for what's to come in the future after the decree has been signed and um, just making sure that the family is safe in the cell of a home. Um, if there's a VPO or something, we don't want to just typically handle it like we do a normal transaction where you're going to have a lot of open houses and people in and out. We want to make sure that everyone is safe, that the kids feel comfortable as there's so much up in the air, so many transitions that the kiddos are, are undergoing as well. And so that's why it's important that you have a team, a realtor that is going to be with you through that long call and make sure that all of these things are taken care of um, and that you, you're comfortable with whatever risk are out there. You're comfortable taking those on. Well, and knowing what options you have. Yes. I think a good realtor can help you figure out, yes, I want to keep the home. Um, financially, that may not be the best option. Mm -hmm. So if I don't keep the home, what are my other yeah. options? You know, yeah. what's available for rent? What's available to purchase? Because ultimately, your family will make more memories. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through a divorce, sometimes it feels like there's so much loss that, like, if I lose the home, it'll just mm -hmm. be one more thing, and I just can't take that. Yeah. And, and I understand that. But... The, the physical building isn't always what's important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's nice to know that you have options and you can get to a place where your kids are safe, where you are able to make new memories, start new traditions, and kind of begin the new chapter for your family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, and that's something too, like just the psychological aspect of staying in the marital home. Um, there are times now that I, you know, like after the fact, which is why I'm here, y'all, <laughs> um, I'm like, you know, now it would be nice to be in a home where there was a fresh start, you know, and I hadn't been through two divorces in the same house that I'm living in. So sometimes like that, 
subconscious level, I wonder how that affects me and how it affects the kids and with all that they've gone through in the in the same home. So sometimes it's nice just to let that go. And um, which is also why it's beneficial to talk to a divorce coach that can kind of help you have a new perspective and really see things in a new light and not it always be about the loss and not always mm-hmm. focusing on the loss, but focusing about okay, so what's the good that can come from this situation? How am I going to be showing up as my best self for myself and for my kids? Because they need you to show up as your best self when you're going through a divorce situation. So with that, we are excited to announce that we are doing a divorce Realty 101 class. I almost forgot because we went back and forth so many (laughs) times on what we're going to call it. (laughs) But um, that is coming up on November 12th in Oklahoma City, um, 5909 Northwest. It's going to be in the conference room. We have about 30 spots open for that. And that is very exciting that we are going to actually do a workshop. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper to what we've been talking about today um, and answer any questions that you guys might have about divorce and real estate. So we hope that you can make it. Is there anything else that we we'll need to mention? provide food, so there yes. will be snacks there. Of course, we're going to have snacks. snacks and drinks. And you can come no matter what stage you're in of divorce. Even if you have been through a divorce, you know, three or four years ago, but you still have questions about mm-hmm. how that impacted you or, or for kind of financial implications on the other side of it. Um, anybody is welcome. Um, and we're, we're hoping you'll bring questions. Yes, definitely. And you won't be leaving empty handed. We're going to be providing you resources, things that you can refer back to because you're going to be getting a ton of information. And as you process through some of that information, you may have questions. Obviously that would be a great tool to go back to the resources that we'll provide, but we're here to help and we're Mm -hmm. here to answer questions. So all of our contact information will be available. Um, we just we want to put something together that can really make an impact. Yeah. And from people who have been there mm-hmm. and understand a lot of what's going on behind where you've ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that matters working with professionals who understand what you've been through and what you're going through. And what the future and what, Right. I was gonna like. say, and what what's coming. Yeah. So yes. that you can see like, you know, all of us I'm sure learned a lot through our divorces. <laughs> I sure did. Well, this uh, one's still still yeah. hitched. So, but I've worked with yeah. you know a ton of clients, and I've seen just so many unfortunate situations that they did not have a team of people and were just working with an attorney. And attorneys are great, but they don't know everything that you know about insurance. Mm-hmm. They don't know everything you know about real estate, and they definitely don't know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lending guidelines. That's not that's not their job. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I pull from this, and you know, in working with Stephanie for all these years and just seeing the different situations that she's gone through, mm-hmm. it's that's what drove me to want to help this type of clientele help educate yes. yes because there are a lot of things that i didn't know mm-hmm. going into it so i'm glad that you're there to answer questions yes i'm happy <laughs> to do it well and things are always changing right like there have been recent changes with divorce you know How getting child approved support yeah. can be used yeah. and it it was not beneficial the changes yeah. um but things like that you know if you don't actively see that t- all the time as a loan mm-hmm. originator you 
you don't focus on that. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I really try to keep up to date on to know going in, okay, this would be an option, but now it's not off on the mm-hmm. table because they've changed how we can look at this income. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily income if it fluctuates. So yeah. Which we'll go be going more into that um, at our event. And I will make sure that in our podcast notes that we put all of our contact information. If you're like, no, I cannot wait until November 12th. I need to talk to you today. Um, We'll make sure that you can get everybody's information. And thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you guys can make it on the 12th. Um, I guess I didn't really say where to go um, to find us, but we're an we have an Eventbrite um, where you can register to come. It is a free event, um, and you can find us at The Divorce Life on Facebook. Guys, I'm working on my website. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that it is such a big project, but um, thedivorcelife.com is where you can find us later on, <laughs> and that's where you'll be able to register for all the events. But until next time, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what questions you have and go out there and do good. For more information on services or divorce resources provided by The Divorce Life, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or find us at www.thedivorcelife.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening and a big thanks to my producer, Jazz, at the Possibilities Podcast Center.